Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reitz, and y'all know how we do it. I got to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And if you are curious and want to know more about my book of poetry, as well as my other book entitled Perfect Illusions of Love, you are more than welcome to visit my website at IamTeresaReese.com. Excuse me. And the name of this point is No Weapon. I have always been a champion with the power from within. By God's grace and mercy, I have overcome many tribulations. My desire is to succeed and to be at peace with my enemies. They are the ones who speak against me and who often doubt my abilities. So I owe this to myself and to my children too. Listening to the unbelievers only becomes my fuel. To reach far beyond the stars and prove that I'm a true victor. They have talked so much about me and have said some crazy things. But in spite of it all, those weapons aren't prospering. In fact, no weapon that is formed against me will ever prosper. My God has made this promise to me. And yes, he is my anchor. So whenever my enemies try to come against me, I can find confidence in knowing that the weapons that are forming aren't even prospering. And I hope that y'all have had a very blessed day. Um, I am in Austin, Texas, and it has been snowing for the past couple of days. I actually took the time out to go outside just to have an experience with the snow. And I did that on today. I really wasn't feeling it on Valentine's Day, truth be told. I kind of just stayed in my little bubble inside my home. And knew that everything was happening, but I was just like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So today, I kind of pushed myself to go and get ready and put on my layers so that I could go stand in the snow. And I'm actually glad I did that. Because sometimes we can just let things pass us by, um, getting stuck in our own heads. And I pretty much, I mean, I wasn't sad or anything like that. I just, it was cold. I didn't want to get out in the cold, but um, I'm glad that I kind of went ahead and experienced that. But um, today is going to be a little, little serious because this is something that I thought about. Um, I don't know. I've just kind of noticed a couple of things about certain scenarios that I was like, I wonder if anyone has ever took the time. And I'm sure they have in their own little way, but I was like, I wonder if anyone has ever take the time to speak to single mothers. And so I wanted to take this time to speak to single mothers because even though I know that I am waiting for a future hubby, um, one of the things that I um, wanted to talk about is how we can sometimes be so anxious, excuse me, for a mate. Um, so anxious for someone to come in and quote unquote save the day someone to help lighten the load that we forget to pay attention to signs and 
that's a very dangerous thing to do as a single mother. This is how we can make our children victims unaware, unconsciously, because we're not taking time out to really count up the cost, to really learn a person, to see what their past looks like, to see what they they are capable of or what they've been capable of. And for some reason, I found myself thinking about my child, <clears throat> excuse me, and by the grace of God from, I mean, hopefully I won't get stories later. So, so far by the grace of God, um, I don't believe that my children have ever been, I guess, victims when it comes to being molested or raped concerning someone that I dated. Um, however, I thought about the young lady who was one of the reasons why my child did end up being raped. And it was because of the guy that she chose. And I thought about how sometimes we could just get so tired of being single that the first person that says, hey, cutie, or hey, beautiful, hey, gorgeous, or whatever, gives us a slight bit of attention, we're quick to want to be with that person. Know nothing about them, but just quick to want to be with them. And according to what I had heard, um, according to what the detective had told me, my child wasn't the first victim. And so part of me was like, okay, so did you see the tendencies of this man? Or did you just automatically trust this man um, because the sex was good? Or because he was good around your nieces um, from what you could see? Or around your other children from what you could see? And so I thought about that and I was like, how many single mothers fall victim to this where there are men out there and there may be women too or I'm sure that there are it's not just a man thing but um well where they literally trust a person the representative and who it is they say they are and then they let their guards down to where they're trusting this person around their children without truly knowing their history. And so I've seen photos where, I'm just gonna give you an example. There's There was one particular situation where I looked at the photo and now mind you, I could have been a little biased and not aware of it, but I looked at the photo and I there was this um, couple and the young lady, she had two daughters. And in this photo, one of the daughters, they they were taking, I guess, family pictures, having fun or whatever. But one of the daughters was literally on her knees in between the legs of the girl's fiance. And it disturbed me. And I was like, no one else sees this as a red flag. Like it really, truly bothered me. And my whole thing is, because these were very developed young women, but I was more concerned about, I was not just concerned about the young, the young women, I was concerned about the mom. Because I was like, had you gotten so desperate that you are allowing 
this to happen right in front of you. And because you just have the presence of a man, you're not looking at the danger signs. Like there, in my mind, I was like, there's no reason why this young girl should be. And I'm not talking about like, that's another thing that bothers me sitting on a man's lap. Um, and I don't know if that's because, you know, I just feel like there are a lot of men that prey on the naive, the innocent. Um, and I just feel like once you reach a certain age, you know, that's, mm-mm, it's inappropriate. But anyway, I digress. But he was standing up and she was on her knees in between his legs. And that was the photo that was taken. And I'm like, okay, that's, I don't know. When I think of private parts and when I think of the body and the way we're, we're designed, I really just feel like there's certain areas that should be um, specifically preserved for your mate. Like certain things that should specifically be handled or, you know, I don't know. I'm just really protective when it comes to the body, <laughs> the anatomy. And so um, it just didn't sit right with me. And then there were like a couple of other photos that I was just like, okay, nobody sees what I see, or maybe it's just me. But I was like, I just, I just saw perversion. That's the best way for me to put it. I just saw perversion. And um, maybe it was my perverted mind. I don't know. Like maybe my mind was like, you know, it could have been innocent. And like I said, it could be because I've been through some things and, you know, people have violated me to where I'm, I just see things from a different perspective. But it bothered me to see those photos. And um, I said something about it and I was just like, you know what? I, just, I wonder if sometimes we get too lax around the men that we date to where, you know, his putting his hand on the daughter's knee. We don't see anything wrong with that. Um, him being a little bit too chummy. um when it comes to not even really, you know, we're being a little bit too chummy with the children than he is with the spouse. Like, do we just not pay attention to the signs? So I thought about her and I was like, did you see that he was more attracted? Not really attracted because I don't think that, you know, pedophiles give off the, according to one of the counselors, what she told me was they are very crafty. They are very charismatic they you wouldn't see like they're not going to make it apparent that they're preying on your children that's not what they do they getting your good graces Whew. and I thought about and this is really I think it's more so about how people how they try to prey on silly women single women um, and you don't necessarily have to be silly but if you give off the energy of being silly, that I really do believe that there are some people that prey on that. And it's just a scary fact. I even thought about Download Brothers, Download Sisters, however you want to put it, how they can give you this impression that they are one way, and then you find out later that they're living a double life, that they're not truly who they are. So it's not just pedophiles, it's people living, you know, it's just the whole double life thing. And then my, my question is, when did this become where we, we don't ask the right 
questions. We don't, it's almost as if I I don't want to ask you because I'm afraid of the answer. Well, if, I mean, that also should give us pause, right? Shouldn't that give us pause? If, if you're getting to know someone and there's certain questions that you're like, eh, I might not, I probably shouldn't ask that because I might push him away. Maybe you should ask that so you can push him away and prevent your children from being harmed or you from getting a broken heart. Maybe those difficult questions, maybe those are the questions that we should be asking in courtship. Have you been with the same sex? Do you find pleasure in when you're seeing a child or whatever? Like, you know, maybe you need to ask these questions. I don't know. I don't know all the questions that you're supposed to ask. But at the same time, I feel like, ooh. You know, and then too, it's like asking what the past was like. Like, even if, even if people may lie to you. You know, because there's a lot of people that they have mastered lying and deception and that's just what they do. But it's like even if at least once the truth hits the fan, you can look over your dialogue in the beginning and be like, oh, no, honey, I asked those questions. He lied to me, but I asked those questions. I know I had mentioned in um, one of my podcasts where I was saying that, you know, Hey, I may get to the point that I am doing a background check. I may, I'm, of course, I'll let him know, but it's, and I don't mind if he does one on me. And the whole thing is like, you need to know what it is you're signing up for. It's, it is too many people walking on this planet, living a double life. And it is not fair to the people who are living in their truth. It's just not fair. That's my opinion. I just don't think it's fair. And so not like I don't believe that a pedophile is going to go around talking about they're a pedophile. But which is the reason why I feel like as singles, we should do the work. Like we should not just do the work on ourselves. We should pay attention. Pay attention to if your child is feeling kind of weird around the person that you're dating, you might want to investigate the why. If your child is not liking, it could be comments. It could be certain comments that are made. Like I I remember there was one guy that I was dating and my son, um, one of my sons is um, a homosexual. At least that's how he identifies himself. And so he literally um, would tell me, I don't like him. I don't like him. Well, then later on, when I started paying attention to some of the things that the guy was saying, That's why he didn't like him is because there was a part of that guy that was homophobic, a homophobic, (coughs) excuse me. And so I understood like, well, I I mean, I wouldn't like him either. If he, if he's in total, if he's making me feel weird about the choices that I'm making, I wouldn't like him either, you know, but it's like, I paid attention to how my, what my child was saying and why my child was saying it. And then I listened to how that person's, how he was interacting around my child and started to realize, oh, you're homophobic. Okay, so this is the reason why my son doesn't like you. I get it. 
And so it made it easier for me to disconnect because whoever it is that I'm going to be with, it's like, you've got to accept just like I have to accept whatever it is that I'm going to enter into. You've got to accept whatever it is that you're entering into. Now we can have conversations and, you know, you may want to figure out like why my child is programmed this way. You know, you may want to have those conversations, but to judge them right off the bat, no, sir, no, sir. And so, um, yeah, so pretty much I was like, okay, done deal. We're, we're moving on, moving forward. But, um, so yeah, so I just, I don't know that, that really, I've seen a couple of situations where I've been on the outside looking in and I've just been very, very cautious, I guess, in terms of some of the things that just don't seem, they just don't seem normal to me. Um, and like I said, it could, it, this could be something that I need to work out because of what I've been through. But it's just certain things that certain situations that I'm just like, ah, no, I don't really like how that looks. Um, yeah. And see, I've always been the type of parent where because I have sons, like I wouldn't walk around my home indecent. Like I'm always fully clothed because I have sons. And I encourage my daughters to do the same. Like, you know, you're around boys, like make sure because boys are still boys. So like, I've always tried to encourage them, keep yourself covered up, you know? And so maybe because of what I was exposed to, that's what made me more aware. Like it's just certain things that you don't do around the opposite sex, whether they're, it didn't matter what their title is. I was molested by cousins for goodness sake. And I was fully decent at that, you know, during those times. So if I was molested by relatives, boys are going to be boys. And I remember it was a church that I went to that um, the pastor actually spoke to that because we don't talk about this in the church. We don't really talk about this at all, but it's running rampant in the darkness. And so he had made the comment. He was like, you, he said there have been times that he's been to jails where he has visited where the brother had um, raped the sister or molested the sister or the cousin, you know, he, he's been, he's literally had to go to the actual jail. And he was like, what we don't understand is that hormones are still hormones. It, hormones don't think about titles. And so, and what I, when I, you know, heard him say that I was like, oh, wow, I never, you know, I never looked at it like that. He's like, yeah, hormones don't have a, oh, you know, they don't, that's the last thing that comes in the mind. So when you hear like a, a father molesting his daughter or, 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 you know, raping his daughter or whatever, um, it's because they've allowed that spirit. I call it a spirit um, of lust to kind of, it's just taken over. I remember that there was a friend of mine that, um, man, I just felt so sorry for, for her daughter, but I also felt sorry for her because it, it was her husband. And so, um, she told me how her daughter went to her dad's house, biological father, mind you, went to the dad's house and asked the dad for some money. And her father told her, I will, I will give you the money if you do me a favor. And it wasn't a favor like, you know, go give me some gas or put some gas in my car. It was a sexual favor. 
and I'm looking at, and I was like, have, have, is she getting counseling? What are you doing about him? Like, this is your husband. Y'all are still legally married. What the heck? Of course, you know, I have more choice words. But I was like, and how is it that you're able to tell me about this and still deal with him and still go hang out with him, knowing that he literally is lusting after y'all's biological child? Like, what in the in your mind, what is it in the mind that normalizes this perversion why is this perversion being normalized like i don't understand that i don't understand how in some way form or fashion that kind of stuff is either not talked about enough not talked about at all and I'm like, this stuff is actually happening. It's still happening. Incest is still running rampant in this world in some way, form or fashion. People are not talking about what it is that they are experiencing. And I don't understand why. Like I was even talking to an aunt of mine and uh, my other grandmother. And I was saying like, okay, I'm trying to figure out like where I came from. And in the course of me figuring out where I came from, I'm starting to realize that incest was a part of what took place back in those days. And I need to know how to connect the dots, where the dots are connected. Because the only way that generational curses can be broken is when you acknowledge that they exist. And so she was like, you know, back in the day that, you know, it's like people would just, they wouldn't talk about it. They would just go through it. They would deal with it the own. And I'm just like, but that's the thing. It's, I don't know. Maybe that's where part of my passion is that is to try to like heal in those areas and to help people heal in those areas because I understand. I understand what that does to a person when you're just like, what did I do to even draw this type of attention? And you could very well not be doing anything, but sometimes someone else has affected that person touched that person or whatever next thing you know they're you know there it's a learned behavior but at the same time i'm like if we never talk about this stuff if we never deal with this stuff then it just lies in the background somewhere and so um yeah i thought i just thought about how as single mothers like why aren't we doing the work work like not just for ourselves healing getting better but even when it comes to potential prospects, asking questions, not making the assumption that just because the person looks saved, sounds saved, he, saved, he must be saved. That he, he has a past just like you have a past. You need to be willing to talk about your past. He needs to be willing to talk about his past. And even if it's something that he like, I, oh my goodness, I'll never forget. I never asked him this question when we were dating. Never, ever asked him this question when we were dating. Then we stopped dating. And then all of a sudden, it's like I start asking these questions, right? I don't know why I didn't ask him at first. I guess I just, like I said, wanted to be in a relationship. But I remember asking one of the guys that I was dating, I was like, have you ever like had any type of, have you ever been arrested? And if you were, for what reasons? Because I can tell you when I was arrested, I was um, arrested because I defended myself. Somebody tried to put their hands on me. I spit in their face. Next thing you know, you know, one thing led to another and I'm behind bars. But anyway, so it's, you know, no, let's reverse that. 
rewind, he spit in my face and I punched him in the eye. Next thing you know, I was behind bars. And so because I was behind bars, you know, I learned a lesson, of course, but at the same time, I'm going to defend myself. Like, how dare you? And so, and I guess I thought about spitting in his face, but no, rewind. The truth was he actually spit in my face and then I punched the living daylights out of him. And then, um, I was, the police officer made the comment. He was like, ma'am, he was like, you punched him. Um, you like something about his lip was messed up. And I said, oh no, his lips were chapped. Just cold outside. I was trying my best not to go to jail. (laughs) I was trying so hard not to go to jail that day. But anyway, so I digress. Y'all know I'll do that. But um, I remember asking this one guy that I was dating and I was like, have you ever been arrested? And then he didn't really want to tell me, but I was so pressing of the subject and he was trying so hard to reconcile that he ended up telling me long story short. This was his this is his version. The girl kept coming around my house. I never knew how old she was. Come to find out she was underage. Yes, I served some time. Well, you know what? I wish I would have had that information before I gave myself to you and before I was in a relationship with you. Like, I wish I would have had that information the first go round. But now that I have this information, I think we're good. So sometimes I feel like we should ask those questions because, because really, I mean, that was his way of sugarcoating that he messed with, slept with an underaged young lady. That's a pedophile. Hello? Yes, there is a possibility that a young lady can lie about their age. But then when I started looking at the pattern and when I started seeing that every time I looked up, it appeared to me that he was constantly going for the single ladies with the children and constantly trying to find ways to spend time alone with the children. Now I can see clearly because I have another piece of the puzzle. Now he may very well be innocent, but I don't want to take that chance. I don't want to take that chance. But by you telling me that part of your truth, guess what? I don't have to take that chance. Like you've now given me my power back. Because I feel like a lot of times what happens is that people do not expose their darker side. And then over a period of time, you discover the darker side. But now you're literally involved in an entanglement. You done caught feelings. You want to be with them. And so you're like, where initially had you gotten all these facts before, you would have probably left the building. But because you didn't get those facts until afterwards... That is like, oh, well, you know, it was so long ago. He's a changed man. We just start making excuses. And he may be a changed man. But tell me your truth in the beginning. I need to know if you've been incarcerated. I need to know why you were incarcerated. Because I'm going to tell you the unadulterated truth, whether you want to hear it or not. Because I just feel like it is necessary. That's the only way. Like, I remember there was a guy that, um, oh, Jesus, I just, I dated a lot. (laughs) Anyway, but there was a guy that he was in a relationship, but he was constantly cheating on his fiance. I'm talking about like a serial cheater. 
And I remember telling him, because we used to date. So, you know, we went from dating to we were then friends. And I remember telling him, how is it that you are trying to make this your wife and you can't even tell her the truth? He was like, what do you mean? I was like, in in order for y'all to have a successful marriage, you're going to have to come clean. I mean, you want me to tell her like all the women I done cheated on her with? Yeah, I do. I think you should. Let her make the choice if she wants to stay involved with you, knowing that you're a serial cheater. Don't make the choice for her. That's not fair. And then once y'all say I do and all the other women that you done lay with start coming out of the woodworks and then she gets that information, that's heartbreaking. Give her an opportunity to process your truth that you don't know how to be faithful. That it may take some time for you to be faithful. Give the other person an opportunity to count up the cost if they want to deal with your truth. I hear so often people say, you can't handle my truth. Well, maybe if I can't handle your truth, I'm not the person that's meant for you. Give me an opportunity to learn or to discover if I can handle your truth. Don't make the decision on my behalf. Because if I were consciously aware that you like kids, I'm not going to co-sign to be your woman. If I'm consciously aware that you like the same sex and and me too, I'm not going to co-sign to be your woman. But I don't think that it's right for you to make the decision for me because you quote unquote like me. Because I may not like all the information that I discover about you later. I just don't think it's fair for people to present the representative. I really feel like you should start off from the gate. This is my truth. This is who I am. Like it or love it. It's so many people. What? Billions of people in the world. Somebody is bound to love me for me. So it's like, can we go about it that way? I just feel like it would it would help people if we would just keep it real. Keep it raw, real and wise. As a single lady, when I when you start to see there's certain mannerisms about a man that just does not co it doesn't coexist or doesn't align with your desires, what you desire in a mate. Stop making excuses. Same with the men. If you see that there's something that the woman is doing that does not align with what you desire in a spouse, stop making excuses because then the very thing that you're excusing away, that'll be one of the greatest arguments later. Like if you're, if you already know that she's not a neat freak and you're just like, oh, I could teach her how to do that. I could teach her how to do better. And then y'all move in together and then she's still not a neat freak. And now you're pulling at your hair because you're just like, oh, why come you, why you won't clean up after yourself? Well, you knew I wasn't a neat freak before you moved in with me. So like, why are you making it a big deal now? Why do we always try to excuse away the things that drive us crazy? Like it's going to go away. No, be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with them. 
and it should go vice versa. If things, I just feel like things would be so much smoother and that may be part of my naivety. It may be. But at this point, I just feel like why do people walk around lying? <laughs> I don't understand. Just be in your truth. You feel free. Whoever you're dealing with, they feel free because they're 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 able to be who they truly are. They don't have to put airs for nobody. Like I have one guy friend that somebody else, child, I can, I mean, I can count them anyway. <laughs> so I have this one guy friend that he's um, younger than me. And so we used to be involved. We're no longer involved. I, I guess I'm like the homie lover friend type person. I don't know. But anyway, um, so he's like, you're so, you know, we're still friends to this day, but I was telling him because, um, when we, well, he was telling me because we were having this conversation. He's like, there's one thing about you, Teresa. This, he's like, you're the only female friend that I have. And I was like, why is that? And he said, because normally with females, I just pretty, he, and this, these are his words, he would just hit it and quit it. He said, but with you, I couldn't do that because you're so cool and I get to be myself around you. And I've seen him at his worst. And I've seen him at his best, but I'm still his friend. And he was just like, for so he's like, man, I love you. I love you. Cause you're just, and that's the thing because I try my best. I, 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 I fall short like everybody else, but I try my best not to stay in a judgmental state. So I allow him to be who he is. And so he was like, no one else does that. You know, I got to be who they want me to be, but with you, I can be myself. And I'm like, that's sad. That's like a sad world to live in when you really can't be your full authentic self. Where people just don't accept you for who you are. And they try to mold you in who they want you to be. That's just a sad life to me. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I know tonight I was all over the place. I do apologize, but I had a lot on my mind concerning just deception, really. I just don't like, I don't like what that looks like. I don't like how it affects innocent lives. Um, I just feel like, and, and, and that goes on all, it's not, I only brought up two different ways of being deceitful, but there's many ways that a person could be deceitful. And I just feel like it's, it's wasted energy. I don't understand the mission behind it. I don't understand the intent behind it. And I just think that is blatantly wrong. I feel like if you are someone that has issues, you should go get counseling. If, you know, that is your weakness, if you were as a child victimized and if someone messed with you and you now all of a sudden, you you know, if that's an issue for you, I feel like you should go get help. Tell your truth to someone that can help you, that can undo all of that mess so that you can eventually be there for someone and not have a perverted mindset and not. But at the same time, even with being with the same sex, like if you know that you're bisexual or if you know that you're really bona fide uh, a homosexual, but you're trying to um, pick a girl to be your beard or you're trying to pick a girl to be your cover up, that's just wrong. Be in your truth. Live in your truth. That's how people don't get hurt as much. I mean, people don't get hurt regardless, but I'm just saying like to help lessen the blow, be in your truth. And if you feel as if you're a person that can't, like for whatever reason, if you got relatives or whatever that you feel like you can't completely be true to yourself, why bring someone else into that confusion? 
Why do that? Like my daughter was affected by someone else's sickness. That never had to be the case. Never. And it was all because someone, you chose this man. You thought, I don't know, maybe you thought he was fine. Maybe he was good to you. I don't know. Maybe he was great in bed. I don't know. Don't care. But in the process, my child became a victim because of the choice. And it's like, I didn't make the choice. It wasn't somebody I was dating, but it was the babysitter's boyfriend. And I'm like, and the thing of it is, what really got to me was the fact that you asked me if you could babysit my child. You never brought up this man as a part of the equation. Never once did I hear she'll be with my boyfriend every once in a while. Is that okay? Never once do we have that conversation. Now, part of that falls on me because I should have been asking if there's a man in the house or if there is a man in the house, is that, you know, but I didn't think to ask that question. And a lot of times, maybe that's a part of the issue too with the single women. We don't think to ask those questions. We don't think to ask someone, have you been intimate with the same sex? Did you kiss a boy and did you like it? We don't ask those questions. But that's something that we may need to incorporate in our conversations when we're getting to know our potential partner. Because those things will manifest later if we don't deal with them now. And that's how the heart gets broken. That's how people start, you know, doing and saying things that they probably would have never done had they been exposed to the truth before they ever made a conscious decision to be involved with the other person to begin with. That's really all I'm saying. I know I went around the valley and up the hill and down the mountain to say what I, that's really all I'm saying is just be mindful as a single parent, as a single person, be mindful Make sure that whoever it is that you are trying to get involved with, that you are learning who they are past their representative before you start making lifelong choices. Because that could save you a world of hurt. And I do mean a world of hurt. I do apologize if I've offended anyone on tonight. I know that this was a little bit deep. And I'm sure you got a taste of who Teresa is on another level tonight. Um, So I do apologize if I offended anyone. That was not my intention, but I really felt like it needed to be spoken about. I feel like it's not spoken about often enough, but enough with the secrets. When you live in your truth, you can truly live freely. When you are living with secrets, you are living in bondage. This is going to conclude my podcast on tonight. However, before I fully conclude, let me read this letter that I have written to my dear future hubby. Dear future hubby. Oh, and it's dated February the 15th of 2021. Dear future hubby, we must learn how to listen to the inner me. Your inner peace. Today, I made a decision based on my inner me. I went back and forth, slept on it, sought wise counsel, and sat with truth. The truth is, I am still hurting. The truth is, grief comes in spurts. One moment, you can think that you are perfectly okay. The next, you can begin sobbing out of nowhere. However, I must begin to practice what I preach in every area of my life. Fact. My grandfather passed away in February and my uncle passed away in December.
These are two unexpected deaths within a two-month span. I have got to acknowledge these losses and process them accordingly. I got to take care of myself too. I'm always rushing to the next thing, most likely due to fear of missing out on something. However, I don't think that the biggest thing I could be missing out of I'm sorry, I said that wrong. However, I think that the biggest thing I could be missing out of is on myself. Self-care. Taking care of self, myself. Because there truly is only one me. I've got to begin to see myself through a different lens. This is how I center myself and remain grounded. This is how I will avoid losing my mind when the storms of life are raging. I must learn when to be still and know that God is God. I must start to wait on his next instruction. Even if his next instruction does not come until the very last hour. I trust him in every area even in the area concerning my employer. I must trust and believe that everything is working out for my good. Those things seen and those things unseen. Yes, the unknown is uncharted territory. But something keeps telling me that it's going to be okay. I must give myself permission to heal. And to heal wholeheartedly and not just temporarily. I love you. Love, Teresa. And before I close, I remember yesterday I was on the phone with someone. And I was talking about my singleness and my journey of singleness. And I literally made the comment. And it just came back to my remembrance right now that in my singleness, I am learning how to love myself and to love on myself so that when I enter into a relationship, loving myself and loving on myself will not be a foreign language. I hope that you have a blessed and wonderful day or evening whenever it is that you hear this podcast. However, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.